morning. Welcome to Hollywood United Methodist Church. We are glad you've joined us for worship here in person and online. On this Thanksgiving Sunday, let us now stand and sing as we are able, Come, ye thankful people, come.
Good morning to all who are joining here and joining in virtually. I am Miss April, coordinator of Children's Ministries, and it is my privilege and pleasure to be here with you today on Thanksgiving Sunday. And as we've been continuing our journey on the fruits of the Spirit, this week is on faithfulness. Um, and just a reminder, too, that all of our bears are due back next Sunday, speaking of faithfulness uh, and moving that forward. I like to speak today, since I don't see a lot of young people, I see a lot of young at heart people here with us today. So we will all be included here in our children's message. And when we think about faithfulness, um, God has shown us so much of the faithfulness from the beautiful sunrise uh, coming from the, the Midwest. I love seeing the sunshine every single Sunday. Too, as we think of the season coming up um, in the eyes of children and the birth of God's child that he gave to us and that type of faithfulness. And as we think about the faithfulness, too, of this Thanksgiving, and I get a little emotional, right, that we have this opportunity to reach out because many of us may have been away. How many of us have been away from friends and family for what feels like a very long time? Some friends and family for a long time. And we have this opportunity to reach out. And if we can't be there in person, we have an opportunity to be faithful in our friendships and in our relationships by reaching out, even if it's a call, a hello, um, to say thank you, to say I miss you, to say I can't be in there and I'll be there with you in spirit. I know for me, we'll be far away uh, from our family this year for all of the holidays, yet I keep them in my heart just as God has kept us in God's heart. And this is a way that we'll talk about and we can be faithful to God and to one another. And we have this opportunity uh, to do that here today. So let's join in a brief prayer. Dearest Lord, thank you so much for showing us your faithfulness, your steadfastness. And as we think and move forward over the holidays coming up, know that we have one another as a community here in your church and as our community outside and around us and our friends and our family and our friends that are family to reach out and be faithful. And all God's children said... Amen. And we have the opportunity to be faithful right now as we pass the peace to one another. And as we stand, uh, children are welcome to uh, follow out and we will meet over in the chapel. Indeed, peace be with you. Thank you. I invite you now to take a moment to take a deep breath and center yourself in the spirit of prayer as we allow our wonderful choir to enter us into that sacred time together.
Gracious and loving God, we gather before you a people thankful for the opportunity to be in a place such as this, magnifying your name, honoring your love, and offering you our presence. On this Sunday before Thanksgiving, we have so many things for which we have to be grateful. The beauty of this day, our community, the welcome in which we are received here in your name. We are grateful for the way you comfort and sustain. And we say thank you, God. Thank you. Dear Lord, we come to this place carrying so much. We bring with us our joy and our hopefulness and our stress from the world, our confusion and our sometimes sadness. And dear God, we are grateful because you take it all. You love us for all of it, and you seek to enter into healing with us. And for this gift, we do not even have words. Thank you for loving us as we are. Thank you for pouring your Holy Spirit over us so that we may become more. We are a people seeking peace in a time when conflict seems to rage. And we admit that sometimes it is not easy to see the path through. God, we confess it has not been easy to watch the news this week, to witness the violence that lives in the hearts of our communities and the pain that is inflicted with such casualness. Many of us have been shocked and confused by the not guilty verdict this week of Kyle Rittenhouse. We are also watching the trial of the murderers of Ahmad Abri. Some of us are not only shocked, but deeply and gravely hurt. Dear God, we cry out, when will the victims of violence and racism have justice? When will the voice of victims be heard? We pray for the end of vigilantism. We pray to have the strength and spirit to confront racism. We pray for a radical change in our justice system, dear God, that impacts so many lives. May it be a system that protects the innocent, not a shelter for the work of white supremacy or a guard for those who practice its violence. We ask for forgiveness, for we have not done enough. Lord, have mercy on us. We pray for those who have been traumatized and re-traumatized by this unfolding of events. Lord, have mercy on us. Dear God, help us to demand more. Help us to do more, to build a loving world and a lasting and transformative peace. And Holy One, we know that without justice there is likely to be no peace. Help us to find a healthy and holy place in that tension and be those who work with you to build the shared justice and peace. Give us the confidence in the teachings of your beloved Son and our chosen Savior, Jesus, to know that if we practice what we believe, a peace beyond all understanding is possible. Give us the strength to go about the work. And so this morning we pray for all victims of racist violence and all those who have been left behind and the communities that are fractured in its wake. We pray for the family of Ahmad Aubrey. 
We pray for the family of Joseph Rosenbaum. We pray for the family of Anthony Huber. We prayed for the continued recovery and healing of Gage Grosskreutz and Jacob Blake. We know that there are many whose names could and should be said, but you know them. We lift them to you now. May you be the rock on which they can lean, the love that restores, the spirit that fills their strength and fills them with the fight for justice in their hopes for some measure of restoration. We also pray for those in our community who need your healing and who seek your presence, who hunger for the Holy Spirit. We pray for our unhoused neighbors. May we remember them each day, not just at the holidays. We pray for all those who are ill, and we pray that they receive a speedy recovery. We pray for all those who travel this weekend. May you grant them travel mercies, and may they remain safe. We lift up those in our community who are continuing to recover from illness, including our brother Richard Suttle and sister Penny, and we offer deep gratitude for their recovery. May you continue to strengthen and heal them. And dear God, as we enter into the deepness of this holiday season, we pray for all those who have grieved, who grieve, who have lost a loved one this past year, which for many can be very difficult Please comfort the families of Jeff and Emilio, Patrick, and so many more that we have said goodbye to. May these families and all of us know that we are never truly alone, and may we be a family unto each other. And for those prayers that remain unsaid and linger on our hearts, we offer this moment of silence. We thank you for the love of your son, Jesus Christ, who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Good morning. Welcome to Hollywood United Methodist Church again on this beautiful Sunday before Thanksgiving. I am Pastor Bridie and I am super happy to see you and I have some great announcements about all the things that are coming. First, I wanna say thank you for being here. Thank you for wearing your mask. You'll see Pastor Kathy and I don't have it on because we're on mic duty. Um, but we encourage you to continue to wear them over your mouth and your nose while you're in the building so we can keep our most vulnerable safe. Today, right after church, we are going to continue hanging the greens as we prepare for Christmas um, and our wonderful Advent season. Please join us if you would. I believe there's pizza on the way, a special Sunday pizza. Um, maybe you're not a ladder climber. Maybe you're really good at pointing and directing. We need all of you here today. So for those who'd like to stay, we most um, would be very glad to have you. 
Next Sunday afternoon, we are very honored to host the service um, for Wallace uh, Las Memorias for, for, for AIDS Sunday. It's gonna be filmed here in the sanctuary in the afternoon. Um, you can find the link for it on our website if you'd like to come. There's an Eventbrite RSVP. Um, and we would love to have you here as we do this important worship service that we will record and will be shared broadly. You can see our compassion bears are starting to return and they look cute, don't they? They look really good. We would like for you to bring your compassion bears back next Sunday so that we can begin to distribute them. And as Advent begins next Sunday, we will also be offering online devotionals. If you would like to offer a devotional, there may still be an opportunity for you to sign up for one of the many days of Advent and you can email Pastor Kathy. On our social media website, uh, we're gonna be listing the volunteer opportunities that we recommended last week for Thanksgiving Day. If you're looking to do something to give back to the community, there are a couple of great opportunities and you can find all the details online. And um, lastly, I wanted to thank you all for being here um, and uh, also share with you that all that we do here, all the ministry that we do, all of the ways that we are seeking to break into the world and build a place of love, compassion, and justice is made possible by the generous offering that you bring to this place to make ministries possible. As you leave this place today, this morning, you'll find some baskets on the table in the narthex. That's where we're receiving offering, and we encourage you to give as generously as you are able. Um, if you are wanting to do a more new age technological approach, you can also click one of the many ways that we have online to give, um, or I believe there's also text giving. So we have just many options to share in this ministry um, by giving of your tithes and your offering, also your time and your talents. We are so grateful for you. Happy Sunday. open minds awake change us now for heaven's sake leave us not alone in hatred's wake show us how to love show us how to love Show us how, show us how to
A reading from Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 9. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Do not worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Jesus Christ. Finally, beloved, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Keep on doing the things that you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, and the God of peace will be with you. Hear what the, saying, hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. This morning, we conclude our November sermon series, Where Your Treasure Is, There Your Heart Will Be Also. We've been reflecting on where we place our treasure in this life and how we offer a portion of our blessings back to God so that we might build the beloved community. Our particular focus this Thanksgiving Sunday is in recognizing that gratitude in and of itself is a treasure. In the words of the great theologian from the 20th century, Karl Barth, who wrote, grace and gratitude belong together like heaven and earth. Grace evokes gratitude like the voice and echo. Gratitude follows grace like thunder follows lightning. Gratitude is the deep ability to embrace the gift of who we are, that we are, that in the history of the universe, each of us has been born, can love, grow in awareness, and has a story. It has been my annual tradition for a number of years. I asked you all on Facebook to share your stories of what you're thankful for in this upcoming week of gratitude. And in no particular order, you answered thusly. Indoor plumbing, hot running water, heating and air conditioning, technology that allows for virtual gatherings, the tenacity and common sense of people I love to do the right thing to help us get through this past year. Relationships with people who make me smile and make me feel supported. Opportunities for meaningful work. God's faithfulness. My therapist. Grateful for my church family. Grateful for Jace Lucas, our pastoral intern who preached last week. Grateful for reliable, rewarding, affirming, well-renumerated work that's always available, and a workplace culture that always gives the benefit of the doubt to even the most difficult of our charges. A brother being safely housed in assisted living. Peace at home. Being a college professor and being able to learn and grow with young people on a weekly basis. Thankful for the people in my life who have helped me get to where I am today, especially throughout this year, when I thought many things weren't possible. On a personal scale, the time I spent with people I love. At the global scale, the attention to climate issues. And on that note, I'm grateful to our Board of Trustees because beginning tomorrow, there's going to be trenching happening in our parking lot. So if you don't have to come over here, don't come over here. But trenching is going to begin, and we are going to be installing over the next several months 16 electric vehicle charging stations to help lower the temperature of our climate. Amen? So 
They're not going to be ready next Sunday, okay? Just let me be really clear. It's going to be months, but, because of permitting process and the like, but the work is beginning tomorrow. And finally, several people posted about the pandemic, saying they were grateful for school being in person this year, for COVID vaccines and boosters, for the masks that worked before the vaccinations got here, and that the COVID vaccine was able to be received by children. Our bishop and our district superintendent asked us to share our stories or our own parables of the pandemic at our annual charge conference, which is Methodist Speak for annual meeting last Thursday night. And I want to thank Mimi Snow, who edited this video so wonderfully. Let's watch the parables of the pandemic. church family it's Polly so anybody that knows me knows my daddy Paul Paul and Polly and especially church people because he comes out here every November from Alabama to crazy California to celebrate Thanksgiving with me and everybody and his birthday and he always likes to decorate the church for Christmas with us um, daddy got COVID right before the vaccine was available and I lost him. So, please get the vaccine. 
so the people that you love don't feel like this. getting a look at the new Harmony Tots Nursery, which is available on Sunday mornings. Hi, I'm Pastor Mark with Harmony Toluca Lake, and this morning, Sunday, October the 10th, we are continuing our current sermon series, Freeing Jesus, which is based on the same title book by award-winning author Diana Butler Bass. Uh, we hope to uh, see you in person, but if not, connect with us online. Uh, by means of Facebook or YouTube or by the church's website, which is HarmonyTL.org. And we give thanks to God for all of these ways of connection. So wishing you peace on this day and always. Amen. When Polly says at the end of the drone clip, HUMC doesn't mess around. Because it's true in many ways, but never more so when it comes to gratitude. Because we know that all that we have and all that we are comes from God. In our scripture reading for this morning, the Apostle Paul is addressing the family that he had adopted along the way, those members of the early church. Paul is connecting with the members of the church in Philippi, a Roman colony in northern Greece, reflecting with thanksgiving on their relationship and reminding them of how they are to live as Christ followers. He says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Don't worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Now, Paul wrote those words, those instructions, while he was in prison. We're not sure if he was in a jail cell or if he was under house arrest, but it doesn't matter. What counts is that even though he found himself in circumstances he didn't choose, he didn't like, and he didn't deserve, he didn't whine or complain or allow himself to be bitter. 
Instead, he told his friends and his adopted family in Philippi that they should rejoice. Paul counsels them to give thanks in everything and in every circumstance because, as the great Walter Brueggemann once wrote, because God's gift of life is everywhere and always present, even, even in our loss, suffering, and death. That's a hard lesson for us to both learn and, and to live. We're accustomed to giving thanks when we feel blessed or when things are going our way, when we're not faced with hurts or problems or trouble paying the rent. But how often do we really give thanks when we're in the midst of difficulties? But Paul says to be a faithful Christian, our daily lives must reflect our gratitude to God no matter what because we have confidence that we will be supported and sustained by the one who is always faithful to us. Even though he did not live in a culture that celebrated it, Paul knew about thanksgiving. He was continually giving thanks, but he didn't believe that gratitude was a solitary attribute for a believer. Gratitude must be linked to the care for others. That goes against our own culture's conventional wisdom that says that our lives consist of the abundance of our possessions and all that makes us happy. But the more we center in on following Jesus, on committing ourselves to God in the ways that we named last week in our membership vows, through prayer, through presence, through service, witness, and financial gifts, when we allow the Holy Spirit to rule our choices and our decision, we then find that our aim in life shifts from seeking our own personal pleasure to pleasing God and to caring for others. The more we grow in our faith in Christ, the more we realize that all of our lives belong to Him. The more generous then we become in all areas of our life, as Jace spoke about last week, with our resources, with our time, and with our spirit. And then the more we find ourselves rejoicing in all circumstances of our life, whether they be good or bad. So the question we find ourselves facing today on this Thanksgiving Sunday is, are we willing to commit to pray, to be present with God in this congregation, to be a witness for God's radical and gracious love? Will you choose to give a portion of the financial resources with which God has blessed you and will you also pledge to give a portion of your time, of your calendar, to serve others in the coming year? You see, of those types of discipleship, the parts of discipleship that I named, prayer, prayer, presence, service, witness, and gifts, you don't get to choose one of the five and say, see, I did it already. There are no trade-offs, family, in discipleship. When we live a life of gratitude, we commit ourselves to God in all five of these ways. And we strive even harder in the parts that challenge us. To be a congregation, both online and in person, that does not seek to be served but to serve others in the name of Christ, it will take all of our hearts and our minds and our hands and our feet. <coughs> it will take a commitment of our gifts and our service. It will take your checkbook and your calendar. And it will take the understanding that it is from a grateful heart that service in the name of God authentically flows. Ultimately, it's not about what you do. It's about who you are. 
It's about being a child of God and how serving others, taking care of our family, flows naturally as a product of our faith. Serving others shouldn't be something we have to spend a lot of time thinking about. Working for justice for members of God's family should not take a lot of analysis. When we follow the Christ with a sense of gratitude for all that God has done for us, serving others through acts of mercy and justice should be second nature as we appreciate the treasure of gratitude. So in closing, as is our Thanksgiving tradition, I will tell you once again the story of Martin Rinkert. He was a minister in the little town of Eilenburg in Germany some 350 years ago. In the year 1617, he was offered the post of archdeacon in his home parish. A year later, in what has come to be known as the Thirty Years' War broke out, and his town was caught right in the middle. In 1637, the massive plague that swept across the continent hit Eilenburg. People died at the rate of 50 a day, and the man called to bury most of them was Martin Rinkert. In all, over 6,000 people died, including Martin's own wife. His labors finally came to an end about 11 years later, just one year after the conclusion of the war. His ministry spanned 32 years, all but the first and the last, overwhelmed by the great conflict that engulfed his town. These were difficult circumstances in which to be thankful, but he was and he wrote these words that we are going to sing in a moment. Now thank we all our God, with heart and hands and voices, who wondrous things has done, in whom this world rejoices. So family, on this Thanksgiving Sunday, let us live as grateful followers of the Christ, because where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Amen.
I will ask you to be seated following the benediction because this is one of my favorite postludes that John West does, so we're going to listen to it, okay? That's, I'm just going to be selfish with that. Uh, and I'm sorry, there is no pizza. I'm sorry. We changed, we changed, I'm sorry, Bridie. We didn't, but if you ordered a box lunch, it is here for you, so just know that. We will get back to having pizza one day, just not this day. Go forth this day knowing that God loves you, knowing that God wants us to have hearts of gratitude, and go forth with thanksgiving. Amen.